By the time you hear this podcast, maybe men will finally be great when they got to be great. Welcome to By the Time You Hear This Podcast. I'm Greg. I'm Ben. And we're finally back <laughs> with a new episode. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I haven't seen you since last year. Our last decade. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Where's the spoon? <laughs> oh, Woo. man. So yes, we are back for 2020. Um, I think on our last episode we said that it would be uh, we would try to be back before Christmas. Psych. We were not. <laughs> we took off all of December. Yeah. <laughs> Crap! It was wasn't okay. Yeah. Woo. So uh, we're we're back, and once we figure out our schedules, I know Ben Ben's work schedule is all over the place. Yep. <laughs> um. And uh, so is mine to an extent. Not not as not as much as Ben's, but yeah. <laughs> that calls in her life, man. Life. <laughs> oh, Five man. shifts in one week. Oh man. <laughs> I never I don't go in the same time twice. <laughs> <laughs> the shifts vary from seven thirty in the morning to one PM in the afternoon. Wow. Yep. Uh just how, how do you sleep? Uh, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So uh, thank you to everyone who has been waiting. I guess on uh, bated breath <laughs> with bated breath, <laughs> waiting with bated breath for our our next um, our next episode. So um, I guess since we have a little bit of time, since we're going to jump right into this here, uh, we can tell you where you can find us in case you forgot or you don't know what to tell people or yeah. you don't read the episode description. You just press play. Um, I you know what I do that <laughs> with a lot of pot <laughs> except for the Ringer Network because they timestamp their stuff, mm. and so I can just go to what I want to hear and stuff like that. I think Bomani Jones does that too, and I'll sometimes skip ahead. But I do like some of the podcasts that do that because sometimes I don't want to hear everything you're talking about. If I'm just being real, that, that, that's understandable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Um, you can find us on our uh, Facebook page, facebook.com slash by the time you hear this as our Facebook page. Um, the website, uh, we might just, I think we should just like start over with it. Yeah, we can figure something out. Because <laughs> um, right now it's just there. It's yeah, just existing. It's just there. <laughs> so uh, 
web webs don't go to the website right now. Yeah, don't. Uh, the, it, it exists, but there's going to be some changes. You know what? I might go home and just point it towards the Facebook page for now. Yeah, and just do that. That'll, and, that'll be easier. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> so the website, don't worry about that. Um, you can find us on Instagram, of course. At by the time you hear this, uh, the, the Facebook page, the URL is spelled by the time you hear this Y O U. On Instagram, it's spelled by the time you hear this with the letter U because we're urban. Yes, still. Yes, we are. Yeah, and that is the spelling also for our email address. By the time you hear this at gmail.com, send us your comments, questions, concerns, show ideas. Um, and if you're an independent artist, we'll play your music for absolutely free. It's funny because we don't, I don't feel like we sound urban. No. And we listen to and talk about a lot of music that would not be um, listened to by urban youth. Um, you got to get rid of those urban ears as a, a PC <laughs> way of saying what um, the character from I Think I Love My Wife said. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just, it's just really funny because when I tell other urban people about the podcast, they automatically assume that it's a hip hop or an R&B podcast. And I'm like, it has those elements. <laughs> we talk about those things sometimes, but uh, most recently we did not talk. We talked about Chicago. Who's Chicago? The city, Chicago? No, there's a band. <laughs> They're really good. Like, you should check them out. <laughs> yeah. But we're urban. Yes. Yeah. Yes, we are. And if you want to listen to us on the go as podcasts are listened to most often, and you want to annoy, uh, well, not annoy that coworker, but you are annoyed by a coworker <laughs> that uh, is a Saints fan is just completely and totally sad. Man, is the are the Vikings like their kryptonite or something? They might be. I thought because like, okay, Case Keenum beat him last time. Who her cousin's Case gonna beat him this time? Keenum. The 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 just haunted by mediocre quarterbacks, <laughs> Case Ke- well, Houston, and then Kirk Cousins, who just got destroyed by Alabama, um, and somehow has made a name for himself. I think Bomani Jones said he plays well like when it counts, like when yeah. the contract is up. It's like oh, gotta play good, <laughs> get this contract, and then just fade back into mediocrity. Like yikes! Yeah. Sorry, New Orleans. Sorry, not sorry. Are those people who are bad that like? Tennessee won, and you know how many yards Ryan Tannehill threw for? How many? 72. That's it. Well, I saw Derrick Henry kind of ate him up, too. Yeah, Derrick so. Henry was running all over them. Which is funny because, like, I didn't think, and I mean, like, I'm not, I don't want people to think I'm like an Alabama homer. I'm, I married into this family. <laughs> um, I got to watch Derrick Henry a lot in college, and I used to make fun of the fact that I was like, he can't change directions. All he can do <laughs> is run. He but straight. he was big. He was bigger than – it seemed like – like, and I had Steven Jackson who looked like he was a foot taller than everyone. Yeah. That's how Derrick Henry looks. So I was like, it works. Like, he's bigger than everyone. He doesn't need moves. But when he got to the NFL, I was like, he everyone as big moves. as you. Yeah, and he but figured he it out. But he has some speed. It, looked, it didn't yeah. look like he was that fast, but he, he has shown he's ha- he has some speed. Yeah, he's gotten better, but, like, I was like, and then, he's you know, not going to make it. <laughs> try to try to tackle him in the fourth quarter. Woo! <laughs> Jesus, man. <laughs> But good for him because I I was worried, man. I was like, like you gotta have you gotta have like a second move. It can't just be I'm gonna force gump this thing. <laughs> Another famous Alabama alum. <laughs> all right, I'm done. All right, um, we say all that to say you can listen to us on um, 
If you have an iPhone, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. If you have an Android, you can listen to us on Google Music or Google Podcasts, whichever one it actually is. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are also on an app simply called the Podcast App. So creative. <laughs> <laughs> We're on Play.fm, uh, TuneIn Radio, um, CastBox, Otter, Auto Radio, uh, Overcast. Uh, and any aggregate podcast app. Uh, we're also on Satchel Podcast Player. Uh, yep. And uh, we're also on the FI. I was going to say, don't forget the FI. You yeah, can't you forget, forget the them. Because if you don't mention it, they'll stop letting you be on. <laughs> yeah, that that's Spotify. <laughs> they'll the take you uninitiated. off. Uninitiated. All right. So, um, well, that's our, that's that we, we introed the show. And now uh, we're going to get to Ben's earworm of the week. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're draining the swamp. <laughs> <laughs> um, so um, I actually found this song. I think I sent you that video where it's the guy who goes through and um, he has all of these, um, all of these like pop songs. And um, he shows you the sample in the song. Like he'll play the song and then he'll like, you know, It'll just kind of crossfade into the sample, and um, I was pre- I'm pretty sure this guy is British because he's like you know, it, there will be a song that like samples an American song, and there's like two pop songs that sample it, but he'll choose the British one because you know, I, I'm pretty sure he's British, um, and this was a song that was sampled. Is I didn't realize how old it was. It's called um, "Kids," is by Robbie Williams and Kylie Minogue. It's a duet but not in the way that you would think of a duet but it really works and it's and funny enough it's very so you know how Max Martin kind of reinvigorated his career with Dr. Luke making Since You've Been Gone Mm -hmm. and having like a pop star sing over a rock beat this was made a full I think three years before that uh no when was this made I thought this was 2000 it's not 2000 Oh, before since you've been gone. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. This was made before since but, you've been gone, okay. and I have to wonder if maybe he got inspired by this, because you know this is one of those instances where you're taking someone who is a literal pop star, two pop stars, and singing over a very rock track, and I thought it sounded very reminiscent, like of of that. Um, there's a really good video too of this on, on YouTube of them performing it. Um, the backing band sounds amazing. It's a really good song. All right, so this is Kids by, uh, well, it has to be credited as Kylie Minogue with Robbie Williams because it's on her album. Oh, it's on her album? Okay. (laughs) Um, Yeah, well, co-written by Robbie Williams and who is this Chambers guy? Mm. Guy Chambers. Guy Chambers. That's that's such a British name. (laughs) Guy. (laughs) Probably related to Guy Ritchie. (laughs) All right, so this is Kids by Kylie Minogue and Robbie Williams. We'll be right back.
That is Kids by Kyle Minogue featuring Robbie Williams. Song co-written by Robbie Williams. Yeah, it was on the Light Light Years um, album, which is a really good album. Almost kind of like a comeback for her, really, because I think she had been waning a little bit in popularity. And um, she released that spinning around video and everyone was like, oh. <laughs> oh, Kylie. <laughs> I'm, I'm, the thing that I, I remember, like, I didn't know anything happened. I didn't know how big of a pop star she actually was until I did some research. Mm-hmm. Because I remember, like, as a kid hearing Locomotion, which was <laughs> huge. Yeah, so cheesy, But then, though, like, but yeah. the next song I remember hearing by her is Can't Get You Out of My Head. That's, like, 15 years later. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, she's like literally one of the biggest pop stars in the world. And it's just like, you know, for anyone who listens to us, you probably hear us talk a lot about um, just how British people, I know she's Australian, but just how they, you know, how they care about their music and how it's a little bit different, especially when it comes to like R&B and soul. But just what I'm trying to say really is um, if you ever get a chance, just do some research on some of these pop stars that you think aren't big because they're not big in America and just really find out just how big they are in the world. <laughs> Enrique Iglesias being one of the best examples of that. Oh man. The was the Robbie Williams. Robbie Williams same thing. Both two of the biggest pop stars in the world at the time, maybe have a handful of hits in America, but when it comes to just like universal appeal they sell out arenas everywhere they go. <laughs> um, Shakira the same way. I mean, like you don't just get to do a World Cup song and no. not be, you know, because soccer, because football is the biggest sport in the world. It dwarfs everything else. If you don't know that, then you've got American ears, and you really just need to you, you need to do some research because these people are like selling millions upon millions of records, and like you know, America. I know it's seen as the last, like you know, well, that's the last place we haven't conquered, but like. These people, there are plenty of pop stars out there who go their entire life without a hit in America and are bigger than you will ever really. Louis Fonsi, same way. Until he I think had, there's a um we saw the like the ten most successful female artists of the decade or something like that. Mm-hmm. There was uh was she German or Swedish? It was there was only one name I didn't recognize. <laughs> yeah. Um and of course, they're trying to bring her over to America. Yeah, to to make that American pop debut, which I mean, it's not the same as when it was, you know, like Celine Dion singing in French all mm. these years. <laughs> she danced on my tattoo. <laughs> you listen to that stuff in French class. <laughs> it's just it's so interesting to see that though, because it's just like you come to America and you're not known, and it's almost kind of like you're not that you're not a big deal. And it's almost kind of like, why even bother? Like when you're that big everywhere else, especially nowadays because Americans don't buy records, we just stream. Like is there even, other than merchandising, is there even really a a reason to try to break into America anymore? Because now I I wouldn't be surprised if we did the research. A lot of artists probably don't care to anymore. I mean, you could look, depending on if someone has that old school approach, like I feel like the, um, uh, what's the name of that group? BTS. Oh, yeah. They didn't need to come here. <laughs> they didn't. They didn't need. America, they didn't need to. No. But someone working with them just thought, "Hey, you know what? Why not? Why not? Let's you know, they happens. were on Dick Clark's Rockin' Eve. That was that had to be the shortest hiatus ever. 
<laughs> I they were think on it was vacation a full for one year. day, bro. It wasn't even a full year. I was watching. I was like, is that BTS? I was like, they're supposed to be on. They're supposed to be like off. <laughs> Got some uh, some news that we didn't we didn't talk about this on last week because the nominations hadn't come out yet. Uh, with the Golden Globes, mm. uh, we normally talk about the music nominees, um, and they're on right now. I think. Oh, the Golden Globes are on tonight. Yeah. Oh snap. Um, they haven't announced all of the that. Well, yeah, they're yeah they're on right now, but. As we record, uh, I'm trying to see what the music. Uh, uh, maybe did I pass it already? The Irishman. Because I know one of the songs nominated was. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, best original song. It's already been determined. Uh, I'll let you guess who won. Well, I need to look at the. The nominees are Beautiful Ghost from Cats, uh-huh. written by Taylor Swift and Andrew Lloyd Webber. Oh, God. I'm Going to Love Me Again from Rocket Man, Elton John and Bernie Taupin, of course. Into the Unknown from Frozen 2. Spirit from The Lion King. Who sung that one? Is that the... That was Beyonce. Okay, I thought so. <laughs> and Stand Up from Harriet. Covered by Joshua Bryant Campbell and Cynthia Erivo, who played Harriet in Harriet. <laughs> so she she writing songs too. So who do you think won? I'm gonna guess the song from Frozen. That would be incorrect. It's I'm gonna love me again from Rocket Man. Really? Okay. Elton John and Bernie Taupin. Is that a new song they wrote for the movie? A new, yeah. Okay, that's kind of cool. So uh, there's that. <laughs> Normally, when the Golden Gloves, we'll just talk about the the original song. This is a music podcast. Uh, let's get to the charts really quick. Uh, whoop, whoop. So, number one, the number one song. It's still number one, even though Christmas is over. All I want for Christmas is you, uh, by Mariah Carey. Well, it's funny. We still don't know nobody. It's still. Uh, <laughs> what's funny is like I'm I'm driving around. Today is the fifth of January. I'm seeing. Commercial locations, stores, restaurants, etc., still with their Christmas decorations up. I don't think we want to let well, it go I, this I year. I know one, one can't be Walmart. They got their Valentine's Day oh, stuff God. Up already. Yeah, and I was, <laughs> I was talking to my dad. He's like, oh, yeah, that's, as soon as Christmas is over, that's what you focus on. That's my dad was a retail manager for 30 something years. He's like, yeah, as soon as it's over, you take it down, <laughs> Valentine's rules. Day. It's Them like, <laughs> wow, okay. Um, number two. Wait, is this for real? Okay, number two. <laughs> Hold on. Rocket Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee. Number two. What the? F- okay. Number three, Jingle Bell Rock. <laughs> number four, A Holly Jolly Christmas. This is getting ridiculous. <laughs> this is this week, y'all. This is this week's. How? <laughs> um. But yeah, Christmas takeover. And if you're counting the streams and the radio play, that those songs can come. I I mean, I figure Mariah. I knew Mariah Carey was number one. I didn't know these other three were also this high up. Jesus, man, the top twenty is the same way. Ay ay ay. So uh, number six, number five, circles by Sirius Malone, a real song. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> number six, Roxanne by Arizona Zervis. Number seven, It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year, another Christmas song. <laughs> Number eight, Someone You Love by Louis Capaldi. 
Number nine, Memories by Adam and the Levines. Sounds like a Christmas song. And number 10, Good as Hell by Lizzo. Uh, Just Missing. Number 11, Last Christmas by Wham. (laughs) (laughs) Number 12, Felice Navidad. Number 15, Let It Snow, Let It Snow, Let It Snow. Number 16, The Christmas Song. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, the Christmas song. I guarantee you, 13, The Box. Somebody probably thought it was a Christmas song. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, that, oh, it's not? Okay, well, my bad. (laughs) Uh, Billboard 200, uh, number one, uh, Fine Line by Harry Styles. Uh, I haven't listened to anything from this album. Nor have I. (laughs) Number two, Christmas by Michael Buble. I don't know why the phone's ringing. I thought it was the spring. (laughs) Um, Number three, please excuse me for being antisocial by Roddy Rich. Number four, Merry Christmas by Mariah Carey. That's the song. That's the album with All I Want for Christmas is You on it. Number five, where we when we fall asleep, where do we go by Billie Eilish. Number six, Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone. Number seven, the best of Pentatonix Christmas. By Pentatonics. <laughs> Number eight, The Christmas Song, even though it's an album, by Nat King Cole. <laughs> Number nine, uh, Froze, The Frozen 2 soundtrack. And number 10, So Much Fun by Young Thug. So RS100, this should be interesting, I think. Uh, number one is Billie Eilish. Number two, Sirius Malone. Number three, Lizzo. Number four, Harry Styles. Number five, Mariah Carey. Number six, the fake news of pop music. Number seven, the baby. Number eight, Bing Crosby. (laughs) Number nine, (laughs) Michael Buble. (laughs) And number 10, Juice World. And uh, I think um, Juice World passed um, since since our last episode. So we didn't didn't get into that. Uh, But it was definitely a... I, I still don't I still don't know the full details Nor of it. Do I. Only because it sounds ridiculous. He was really young. What didn't he have a seizure or something at the airport? Well, he had he had a seizure, but the story is that he was on a plane and the pilots called the police that he had um pills and weed on the plane. Mm. And so he swallowed all the pills. What? And then he was given um, Narcan, which is what you're given for an opium overdose, mm-hmm. an opioid overdose. Yeah. And that's what caused the seizure. Okay. It was, it's something like that. It, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, yeah. it, there's, there's some mystery behind that. Definitely. Sounds like it. Okay. So the reason why we're jumping, we're just kind of just jumping into, um, our main topic here, but it's our annual because he's the was this the third annual? I think so. Third annual because he's and uh, where we honor or dishonor, dishonor, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honor or dishonor um, some of our some some moments and and some things in music this year. Uh, we have our own awards, of course. Uh, some 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 awards that um, 
other publications may have, and then we have some of our own. I mean, that's how it should be done. Mm -hmm. So what should we start with here? Ben, why don't you select our first award, and we'll just okay. um, go for it. Let's start with album of the year. Album of the year. Album of the year. Okay, what's your album of the year? I um I had two. I was trying to narrow down. I'm gonna choose one, but I'm gonna tell you also why I'm not choosing the other, even though I think it's a phenomenal record. But um and that's number six collaborations project by Ed Sheeran. Fant- fantastic album. If you haven't checked it out, I encourage you to check it out. Um, Ed Sheeran actually is not that bad of a rapper. Um, he holds his own with some, you know, some of the. Some so that really that good... is your album of the year. No, that's not my, okay, it's not my album of the year. Is Free Spirit by Khalid. That's my album. I did not choose number six collaborations because I felt like it was like supernatural. It <laughs> felt like shaking? a yeah, it felt like a modern day supernatural. You go out and you get the hottest artist um, of you know at the moment and make albums with them. He's got Chris Stapleton, Camila Cabello, Meek Mill. I think he's got a song with Young Thug. He's, you know, he's got all these great collaborations, and he holds his own, which is, you know, very impressive. Um, LMI was on there, who had a really good, like, every, and all the songs are really well done. But that's to be expected because Ed Sheeran's a great writer. But it felt like he, yeah, it felt like he was cheating. Um, now, if I'm just looking at like something, what a single artist has put out, and yes, my choices do, you know, somewhat lean towards pop even though I don't consider Khalid that pop, but he's a little more pop, you know, on the pop side of R&B. But this album's just really solid. It's so well done. Um, I've listened to it cover to cover at least two or three times. Um, This is one of my favorite tracks on there. I like better. I love the track that he did with John Mayer. Um, Just from front to back, it's a solid album. Um, and I and I, it seemed like the you know the natural progression. I think he's just getting better with every album as an artist. I think he's just getting better. So I can't wait to see what he does next. If I'm being real, uh, he's definitely um, one of the more unconventional artists. Like you know, you look at him, and I'm thinking, okay, the Grammys are going to put him in the urban alternative category. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's this video I wanted to watch on YouTube, which is called "Why R&B Is Now Introverted." I watched that video. It's a, it's, okay. actually, it's, it's interesting. It's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so I, I need to check that out. But I think like Khalid would kind of fall into that uh, that category. All right. So uh, this is Talk by Khalid. Disclosure um, handle production on that one. Yeah. They, they sent the song to him. And like I said before, this song seems too slow for Disclosure <laughs> to be making. i really i like them though i i I feel like disclosure is one of those edm artists probably along with i think it's dj snake um who have a pretty good handle on american um american soul and i think it's disclosure are they british or french i can't remember british they just they have a really good handle on american r&b and working with those type of artists i don't know if you've heard the song they did with mary j blige but it was really good. Um, it's called uh, Right Now. Um, and I think they really like working with those type of artists. <laughs> and I think that's really cool that they like to do that because um, I do think, you know, not, I'm not crying for these people, but like R&B can sometimes be underrepresented in that style of music. And I think, you know, someone like a Timbaland kind of showed that that type of music and those type of singers can work. And now you're starting to see it a little bit more. Even I would even say David Guetta, 
with one of his first breakout singles in America being with Akon and then having that huge hit with Rihanna. So now you have more artists doing it, and I think that's really cool. All right, so my album of the year um, is probably going to be really obscure or maybe predictable. <laughs> um, I didn't really listen. I realized I didn't listen to a whole lot of albums this year. So the one that was that I listened to, those are the ones that I, I was interested in the <laughs> artists themselves. So um, mine is going to be um, uh, Ventura by Anderson Pack. <laughs> I, I figured I didn't know what album, but I'll like, say it's either going to be Anderson Pack. Or Fantagram. <laughs> I didn't know well, who Fantagram, had Fantagram, didn't they had them. a single. They got a couple <laughs> singles. They haven't come out with their album yet. Um, but to release Oxnard and Ventura in such close proximity to each other, mm-hmm. like two full-length albums. One is more hip-hop. The other is, is R&B. But he still raps on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the features he had. This is Jet Black with Brandy. Um I saw with Jasmine Sullivan, Layla Hathaway, who we brought out at a concert, and I feel like very few people are going to recognize her. <laughs> um, and he has he did a song with Andre 2000, so that was his one verse for the year. Was that the uh, was that the show you saw him do in Atlanta? Uh, no, we brought oh, okay. No, um, that was the one where Taylor Parks opened up for him. Okay, yeah. Uh, he also has a song with Smokey Robinson. Nice. But it just felt like uh, I think Oxnard was more gritty. Uh, I think Dr. Dre was a co-producer on that. And then this one is more like smoothed out, mm-hmm. more produced, I guess yeah. you might say. Um, but I, I like that it was uh, it's more R&B-ish than the other. Yeah. So, and he, he can do it all. So I wonder if he'll ever get the credit it. he deserves. Because he's not, I don't think he's as big as he should be. But then again, I think that can kind of be par for the course in pop music today, or music in general, because there's so much out there. I think the thing that that keeps him from being as popular as he probably could be is that he's not uh, he's not on social media in a way to where he gets attention. Mm-hmm. He's not one of those kind of artists. I feel like the artists, the, the especially the rappers of today, yeah, that are. The one, every time someone it seems like someone's getting popular, they get in trouble or they die. Yeah. And this is a guy, he's got he's married, he has kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh he just makes his music, does his shows, and goes home. It's so interesting <laughs> to see rock stars that are like that, that have a fa- a whole family. <laughs> Josh Free is one of my favorite drummers. I follow him on Instagram. He has a whole family. <laughs> and it's just weird because he like he's touring with Sting, he's touring with all these bands, Nine Inch Nails, and it's just like, oh yeah, I uh, take my daughter to school. <laughs> like, okay, I dig that. Um, yeah, I, I really do think he he's he should be more popular than he is. And while he's not, you know, he's not one of my favorites, um, I haven't heard anything by him that I don't like. <laughs> and and I can't say that you know. He, I, I just don't get it, you know. I, and and you're, I think there is something to that because I see a lot of videos because I think a lot of rock rock artists and writers and stuff love to talk about how rock is dead. And one of the things they attribute to it is that rock stars don't want to be rock stars anymore. The new rock stars are rappers because they're they're willing to put themselves out there and be big stars. And so it's interesting that you mentioned that someone like Anderson Pack. 
he doesn't put himself out there like that. So he's not, he is, he's just going to be that guy that everyone respects, but no one knows about. It's like, hey, you heard that new Anderson Pack record? Like, who's Anderson Pack? And then you get put on the Anderson Pack and you're like, wow, this guy's amazing. And then you get upset that he's not big. <laughs> like David Ryan Harris. <laughs> you get, yeah. You're just like, I never understood David Ryan Harris was at his, in his prime. He could have been the best R&B singer in the industry. Yet he chooses to sing backup for John Mayer. Or it's his music so isn't, weird. isn't straight up R&B. So yeah, they he, don't know how to get him. looked at. He get looked at as something's wrong with him. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't understand it. And like, it's just so frustrating. <laughs> you look at it. And so I feel that way about Innocent Pack because every time I hear something, I'm like, damn, he's really good. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's my album of the year. Um, I'll pick the next one. And I'll, and I'll go first. Um, song maker of the year. I think we have the same one, don't we? We might. Uh, so song maker of the year. This guy's to where if, either on their own projects or if they're features or anywhere, they it, it seems like they couldn't miss. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so we we make fun of him uh, sometimes, but I, heard I he mean, smells awful. Yeah. <laughs> he just. His new nickname might be Dirty Malone, but it's supposed That sounds like a cop show. <laughs> Dirty, Dirty Malone. Let's pitch that to HBO, man. That could be the next season of True Detective. <laughs> it sounds like a private eye who's just drunk all the time. No, see, they, it has to be a twist because there are a lot of private eye shows where the guy is drunk. But this, he needs to drink because that's how he that's clears how he his mind. It. That's how he's able to think clearly. Malone, you're dirty. <laughs> That's how I want to be. <laughs> but yes, we are talking about Sirius Malone, a.k.a. Post Malone, a.k.a. Dirty Malone, a.k.a. that guy who gave Ozzy Osbourne a shot. <laughs> because that's what happens now if you're an older artist. And yeah. If a young artist gives you, puts you on his stuff, you know, just like Kanye and Rihanna were nice enough to bring that um, older guy, Paul, Paul McCartney, McCartney. on. Um, this guy was kind enough to bring on um, a virtually unknown metal singer named Ozzy Osbourne. Yes, yes. Sharon was really stretching for this one, guys. <laughs> like, it's just so weird. But no, yeah, I mean, Post Malone was everywhere. He could not miss this year. Um, and I felt like it's been like that for the last couple of years, you know? Yeah. Um, this is not the guy that made White Iverson. You know, like, if you go back and listen to his early stuff, he's. he's I mean, White similar, Iverson was kind of, I don't know. I haven't heard of, other, of his stuff that came out uh, at the same time as White Iverson. Mm -hmm. But. White Iverson is basically his sound, mm -hmm. and I, I didn't listen to it for a long time because I, I thought it was just some Flash random white dude rapping. Yep, I never heard the, I had never heard the song. Um, but yeah, and this, this is uh, this is yeah. Sunflower with Sway Lee from the Spider Man into the Spider Verse soundtrack. An excellent movie if you have not seen it. I just saw it like a month ago for the first time. And I don't know why I waited so long. It's so good. And this song is featured very, very prominently in it as well. Um, once again, don't know why I slept on this song, too. I didn't. Yeah, but yeah, this is yeah, everything he did this year, man, was just really good. Um, I like that he also started incorporating more live instruments. That's a bias. I know I like live <laughs> instruments and he started incorporating them in his in his work more. And I really dig that. All right, so that he was also your yeah, song he was my maker song maker of the year. Of the year yeah. So it's same song maker of the year, Post Malone, 
We'll take him seriously, but he's yeah. still dirty. Thanks for giving Ozzy a shot, man. Yes. I really appreciate that. He was, he, I, he didn't know how he was going to make the rent on his mansion. So, <laughs> All right. Uh, ben, you can pick the next category. Um, let's go for artist of the year. All right. Artist of the year. Um, so he might not have been the biggest artist. I felt like he deserved this for the history he made. I'm talking about Lil Nas X. Um, Atlanta's own Lil Nas X. Well, he's, I don't know which he claims. I don't know if he claims College Park or if he claims Atlanta. Because dudes from College Park, like, really be claiming College Park. Like, as ludicrous where he's from, he claims College Park. Yes. I don't know if Young Jock does. I don't know. I don't know if his career could take that <laughs> claiming College Park. <laughs> but um, one Lil Nas X, and of course, this song is Panini, the follow-up, which actually, you know, it grew on me, kind of like um, Old Town Road, which this year. Um, shattered the record for longest um, longest song atop the Hot 100 consecutive weeks atop yes. the top one Hot 100. Um, so outside of Post Malone, this guy was everywhere and he had universal appeal. Um, the songs are catchy. He's got a great ear. He's got a really good ear. I don't know how you build a, a, a hit song off of a Nine Inch Nails sample, but he did it. Yeah. <laughs> he did it. Um, and he made it a country song. Like, that's what's even crazier. Like, has in, does anyone know how Trent Reznor feels about this? Because, <laughs> I mean, it, you know, I know Trent Reznor is, I hate to say a stick in the mud, but Trent Reznor can kind of be a bit of a, kind of a dick about his music. Yeah. Like, I don't know if he's worse than Tom York, but, like, he, I sometimes I think, like, Trent Reznor thinks he's God's gift to music. Like, I think he just takes himself way more serious and, you know, he just he doesn't really respect the new era of music. And so I'd be curious to see what he thinks about it. Um, Newsflash, I think he probably doesn't like it. <laughs> um, Trent Reznor seems like one of those guys who doesn't like anything. Yeah, except his own stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, but what Lil Nas X did with that sample and... Um, what he was able to accomplish this year was nothing short of phenomenal, um, especially like right out the gate. I mean, he's like, have you seen the movie Rainmaker with Matt Damon? Yeah. He's like the lawyer in Rainmaker. Like, where do you go from here? <laughs> you got nowhere else to go. Like his first case, well, I don't want to spoil a 20-something-year-old movie yeah, that I just saw for the first time. I'm not going to. How recent? Wednesday. <laughs> I've, I've been on a John Gresham kick. Yeah. I made my wife. I think um, like all of them are on there. I know Pelican Brief is on Netflix. Yeah, I, I watched know that Rainmaker's about a, on there. I watched that two months ago. I haven't watched The Firm yet, but it already, it is already, I watched I've watched like 20 minutes of it. I was like, this it like, how, why are you still here? Why are yeah. you still working here? Yeah, no, that's the first thing we thought. The firm allows. I was like, oh, we got to go. Uh, uh, we got to go. Uh, mm. um, you know, they remade, They made a TV show, too. The firm? Yeah. Yeah, based yeah. on. Um, yeah. and I, but I also made Kendra watch. I didn't make her watch. She, you know, wanted to. A Time to Kill. She had never seen that. Uh, Just yeah. for that, like, yes, they deserve yeah. to die. And I hope they burn in hell. <laughs> I, rewound, I rewound it, of course, like three times. Um, but. Yeah, Lil Nas X though, you know, he's he's like the lawyer from Rainmaker. Like, what? How do you follow up the biggest single in the history of Billboard? 
do you follow it up with the, the another one? Like no one's, you know, yeah, anything and, else and, is but, a letdown. The thing is, even, yeah, if it's not the next, if it's not bigger than the first one. Yeah. I mean, that's just not how music works. Yeah, it's not. But, <laughs> I don't know if that's how anything works. But that's so what that's people are going to try to expect. You know, it was how we discussed bad. Yeah. <laughs> Bad, bad was the one after Thriller. Yeah, it was never. You were never going to make another Thriller. And even though it's still great, it ain't Thriller. It's, yeah, people are like, well, it's not. It didn't do as well as Thriller. <laughs> well, shit. What did? <laughs> what did do as well as Thriller? What did do as well as Appetite for Destruction? What did do as well? You know, is you know, you it, just. But you know what Bad has over Thriller? What a tour. Oh, what? <laughs> it, he had a tour. Yes, he had. a he tour. He toured for like. Five years he off made, of bad. He made up for that. <laughs> Never again will you let me not tour. Yeah, so um, I just, I just, my hope is just, you know, you know, being, you know, not only being an artist from Atlanta, but also being, you know, um, a gay artist. He came out as gay. Um, I hope that he continues to be successful because he's he's fun. He's a, he's a fun person. And you don't always get that nowadays in pop music where people are sometimes taking themselves way too serious. Lil Nas X is out there having fun. You and to in my opinion, you have to be extremely in, you have to be extremely secure and have a great sense of humor not only to make a song about being a cowboy, but then to remix it with Mr. Achy Breaky Heart himself. Like that takes like not many I can't think of any other rap artists other than maybe Nelly. And I know he thought might have done he that. thought like okay, I need a country artist. So this, because it was taken off of the country charts, he's like, let me get a country artist who is unmistakably a country artist. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the first one that came to mind, oh, Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, yes. and I will, and to give Billy some credit too, he stood up for, for Lil Nas X when a lot of people weren't because I guess somehow the country music community persecuted Billy Ray Cyrus. Too. Well, they did. When Aggie <laughs> Bring Your Heart came out, heart, they yeah. really did because they felt like he was... <laughs> uh, he was like too pop, or he yeah. wasn't. He wasn't like the. Uh, uh, he wasn't like the prototypical yeah. kind of artist. His mullet wasn't mullet enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, so yeah, yeah, he came. To, he came to his defense, and he essentially gave the middle finger to country music, and got on this on the track, had a verse and everything, and like and now he's a part of history. Yeah. And they can't, and the country music community can't take it away. <laughs> no matter how hard they try, they, they can't, can't even take give it, away. it either. Nope. <laughs> uh, so my artist of the year, um, there's a lot of a lot of different factions of her fans, and but which is interesting. Um, I think she has fans that probably don't would not normally associate with each other. Um, but then uh, recently she's done a lot of questionable things. Uh, but I feel like it's for attention rather than her being herself. Um, but she still had a great year. I think I know who you're talking about. Uh, of course, I'm talking about Lizzo. It's really funny, too, because I remember an episode that we did in which Rolling Stone declared her album six months into the year the best album release of the year. And I'm sitting there like, who the hell is Lizzo? <laughs> like, And then I found out. Like... And dude, yeah, she had a great, she had a great year. Yeah. Um. With like this, this song, "Truth Hurts," was all over the radio, everywhere. Get played at my wedding <laughs> by special request by my wife, who is not single, 
but was just like waving a ring around. Hey, on my finger. I'm like, you can't sing this anymore. <laughs> um, so it, it gives people, a lot of people see her as some kind of hero beyond music. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I can understand that, you know, being body positive. I know it's a, it's a very complex topic. Yeah. Um, but the reason why I say like she does some stuff for attention is like it, it's it feels like unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't like angry or outraged by when she was at the Laker game with her butt out. Oh, I didn't even see that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, she had his dress or something like that, but the butt was cut out. Oh, okay. I was like. I was thinking like, oh, this is a Prince homage because she's from Minnesota. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> but, but it's like, uh, I don't. I know people aren't going to react the same. Yeah. Uh, I, I just think it was she didn't have to do that. Uh, but other than that, with the music <laughs> part itself, um, she's the she's the one female rapper at a time that's allowed to have shine. <laughs> So she's taking that from Cardi B for right now. Mm-hmm. At least till Cardi B's next album comes out. I don't know if I can. Sometimes I don't because I, I feel she does equally both equally well. She's like a more fun Missy because like she's yeah. when she sings on Juice, she kind of raps on Juice a little, but then she sings too and good as hell. She's like she's just she's just she she has her own lane sonically. Yeah, uh, that's another thing I can appreciate. Um, she has missed you one of her songs. Tempo. I hope that she's album. not a flash in the pan too. And I know I say this about a lot of people, um, but I don't feel that Cardi B was as big this year as she was previously. Maybe it's still one rapper, female rapper at a time. I don't know, but like I have a lot of respect for Liz, and I hope that she continues to be successful. I really do, because she's she's interesting, and she's and she is creating a movement. And I just hope I hope that. I don't know. Like, I don't want her to become a movement over music. Yeah. I don't I don't really like when artists do that. Like, I mean, I don't. And th- this is a long time coming. Yeah. Truth Hurts is a three-year-old song. Yeah. That they just threw on this album. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's big. Just re-release it. Throw it on there. <laughs> like... yeah. All right. So, um, who picked who picked that category? Was that? Me. Okay. So, I, I'll pick the next one here. Um. Song of the Year. All right. What you got? So for Song of the Year, the reason why uh, we talked about Lil Nas X, why I played Panini, is because my Song of the Year is Old Town. <laughs> <laughs> this song was... I loved it at first, and then I, I'm not going to lie. Like, by midsummer, I was like, okay, I've heard it enough. But you better believe if I was at a party and it came on, I was going in. Uh, the thing that I like about it is that the the hook was very simple. Like it's oh, as yeah. a sing, if you can sing along to the hook, that was that's what makes a hit song. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that in hip hop uh, or trap trap producers don't use guitars enough. Mm-mm. There's like you're so concerned about percussion, but what about like a melody? Um, that's what I liked about it, um, and the lyrics are the lyrics are funny. Yeah, they're me. very funny. About being a cowboy, <laughs> can't and... nobody tell me nothing. <laughs> it's quite yeah, they're it's it's quite humorous. Yeah, and it's just it's not something that you hear talked about. And I think that's probably like their lyrics. Even though like none of us are cowboys, 
they're still just somehow relatable. Yeah. <laughs> like you just like you're a you're a cowboy that wears Gucci. Like okay, that's cool, whatever, you know. <laughs> and then yeah, Billy Ray Cyrus, who half of us know as Achy Breaky Heart, and the other half know as Hannah Montana's father. It's just like it was. He stretches across generations. It's, it's, and that was really. As you know, it's not to you know get off a little Nas X, but like that was I think the most intriguing part of it. Like this guy who is known as two different things to two different generations, <laughs> now is known to both generations as the dude who was on Old Town Road. Yeah, he had a verse in Old Town Road. Oh, that oh yeah, the Achy Breaky Heart guy came back, or oh Hannah Montana's father also <laughs> sings. Like, People are just finding that out. Yeah, they're just finding that <laughs> out. Like oh yeah, he was a he's a country star. Like oh what? Yeah he. Some gave all. He had a song called "Some Gave All" that I remember reading on an IMDb message board. He came and sung that at someone's funeral that they knew. Like that's wild. Like, hey man, like Billy Ray Cyrus is here to sing. <laughs> now that's a big deal. Now if you say that like Billy Ray Cyrus sung at my funeral, like now that's a big deal again. <laughs> that's what, what we were talking about before we started recording. Is that Billy Ray Cyrus? Dude, that's Billy. Oh my God. <laughs> it's Billy Ray Cyrus. Who's Billy Ray Cyrus? Did He's the guy who know sung, Billy Ray Cyrus? That's the guy who sung Old Town Road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's him? Yeah. Oh, man. Was that his first hit? Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what is your song of the year? Um, uh, Hey Look Ma, I Made It by uh, Panic at the Disco. Um, and I feel that Brandon Uri, who I feel like now he is, he's, he is, he is Panic at the Disco. Yeah, it's just him, right? It's just him. Everyone else is gone. Um, I think the yeah, literally everyone else is gone. When he performs, he is performing by himself. Which is funny because when he's featured on people's songs, he's not featured as Panic. He's featured as Brandon Urie. So it's just like, eh, he keeps the name probably just for legal pr- I don't know. But um, high, um, this album, what's the name of Is it High Hopes, the name of the album? Uh, Pray for the Wicked. Pray for the Wicked, Pray, which I love that title. I can't believe I forgot it. Um, is a pretty solid album. I feel that everything he's put out, and please don't don't blaspheme me, emo fans. Um, I think he's putting out his best material right now since I think it's Vices and Vultures, which was the album he put out after everyone had basically left him, and he was by himself. Butch Walker produced most of it. I think he's been putting out his best stuff ever since then, short of maybe the album that they put out that with um, where they were imitating the Beatles. They, this is just really weird. I think people forget about that. Like, they were oh, an emo uh, band. Too Weird to Live, Too Rare to Die. Which album is that? Is that the... That was after Vices and Virtues. Well, no. Vices and Virtues, I think, is when he started putting on his best stuff. Like, from then on, I think that's when they just... Oh, we tried to do Pretty Odd? Yeah, Pretty Odd. That was, yeah. Like, I think people forgot. Like, they started out as, like... They started out as a Fall Out Boy ripoff. And then next album, they're like, oh, we're the Beatles now. <laughs> I write sins, not tragedies. It was so weird. It was the biggest 180 I think I've ever seen. And then, like, I think they pretend that album doesn't exist because they don't play it anymore. <laughs> they just, I think they're just like, we did some drugs and. But the most, most, I think, I feel like most black people who know Panic at the Disco mm-hmm. only know the song I Write Sins, Not oh, yeah. Tragedies. And, they, and yeah. feel like, hey, what happened to them? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's like, one of the, they're one of the biggest. What? They're still. Oh, you mean the dude on the Taylor Swift song? Yeah, that's that's him. He wears suits now. Like he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't wear eye makeup as much. Um, but yeah, I heard the song um, playing over the All Star break. They did like um, at the All Star break for foot for baseball. 
they played this as kind of like, you know, a tribute to the people who, you know, made it to the show, so to speak. And I just remember thinking, like, this song is amazing. Um, it just has, like, the way that it builds up. It's, it's just the, the arrangement, the production is a freaking plus. Like, everything about it, I never get sick of it. I, it's To me, it's by far the best song in the album. I think it's much better than High Hopes. I know High Hopes was probably bigger. But I feel like this song is just really, really good. It was a very refreshing pop song. All right, so we got two awards left. Uh, and right. which one do you want to? Which one do you want to go with? Um, because I want to save this other one for the end because I think these could be funny discussions. We'll talk about our underwhelmer, underwhelmer of the year. Okay. Um, and I know even though. The album was successful, and she's nominated for a Grammy. I was still incredibly underwhelmed by her album, and that was Taylor Swift. Uh, I have the same one yeah. as you. So, uh... very, I'm very underwhelmed. And you can call it a bias if you want. I get it. I get it. Um, Fearless isn't walking through that door. I get it. Red isn't walking through that door. But until it does... I mean, I's not walking through that door. Thank that. God, reputation is not walking through that door. <laughs> Shout out to Matt Graff, who loves 1989. Um, uh, I just can't get into her new stuff. There was one song on the album that I did like that she did with the Dixie Chicks, and it's probably because it was a throwback to what she used to do. Um, I know, well, I think the last episode, my earworm was Better Man by by Little Big Town that she wrote, got nominated for you know Country Music Song of the Year. Um, like, I'm begging you, Taylor Swift, go back to your roots. Like, I know you're probably making more money off of this music, but, like, I don't know. Like, can you sleep at night on your California king bed <laughs> in your mansion of money while people like me in Atlanta, Georgia, beg you to go back to country? I don't know. I just, but, like, listening to this, I just, and it's funny because I listened to this the same day I listened to Free Spirit by Khalid. I did not make it through this album. Uh, I've heard two songs, um, this one and Lover, okay. which was... Is that the Song of the Year nominee? I think so. Okay. It was the one where um, her she has the black love interest in the video, and they have the biracial it. child at the end. No, she's trying. like, this is... That's a ripoff of the National Anthem video by Lana Del Rey. Stop it, Taylor. You're not Lana Del Rey. Everything she's doing, Lana has done See, better. Like the, the originality <laughs> is gone. With like Taylor Lana Swift. Del that's Rey. Why, that's another reason to call her the fake news of pop music. That is, it's literally a ripoff of the national anthem has ASAP Rocky as Lana Del Rey's love interest. Like it's just, she's trying to be Lana Del Rey so hard. <laughs> All right, that uh, enough of this song. Um, interesting enough with Lana Del Rey. Uh, if you ever watch, if everyone any watch, uh, if anyone watches the show uh, Sherman Showcase on mm -hmm. IFC, it's also streaming on Hulu. Okay. Um, it's a parody of those music variety shows like Soul Train and American okay. Bandstand. And the way that it's supposed to, the format is there's a 23 DVD set of, the, of every episode. <laughs> so they're showing random clips of the show, but it's like, you know, it's a parody of everything. And it's like, um, yeah, here's when Lana Del Rey was on our show. And it's her performing the same song. But after like every line was like, okay, this was 2018. Now it's 1993. Now it's 1975. Now it's 1957. <laughs> and she's doing the same song, wearing the same thing. 
<laughs> I gotta check this out. Okay. So yeah, it uh, it's pretty funny. So um, all right. So we had the same underwhelmer of the year. Uh, so the what the, the WTF moment of the year. Um, I will go first. All right. So, um, I, I kind of went back and forth. Okay. Uh, but, and we're doing this kind of back to back, uh, harping on Taylor Swift, but it's necessary. (laughs) So Taylor Swift was named the billboard woman of the decade. And uh, she was asked to make a speech. Um, she also won Artist of the Year at the AMAs uh, and Artist of the Decade as well. But with the opportunity to make a speech for the Billboard Woman of the Decade, she kind of went in a different direction. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to play you a little bit of her speech. This is from Entertainment Tonight. And of course, never contacted me or my team to discuss it prior to the sale or even when it was announced. I'm fairly certain he knew exactly how I would feel about it, though. That's Taylor Swift slamming Scooter Braun at Billboard's Women in Music event. The singer called out the music mogul while accepting the Woman of the Decade Award. Following their feud, which started in June, after it was revealed Scooter purchased her master recordings. Taylor claims she was never informed about the sale prior to it happening. She says she found out about it with the rest of the world when it was announced. Scooter broke his silence on the issue last month and pleaded for a chance to meet with Taylor face to face to try and find a resolution. The definition of the toxic male privilege in our industry is people saying, but he's always been nice to me when I'm raising valid concerns about artists and their rights to own their music. And of course he's nice to you. If you're in this room, you have something he needs. The lover singer went on to applaud women in the industry for being so, um, it it got awkward. Quite. It, it was it was dead silent. I, I feel like she made, later she made like a little joke, and yeah, there was no response. Well, because she's going after someone who there's really no point to go after. Like he bought your master recordings. That's something fairly common in the industry, Taylor. I'm sorry that you're not getting what you want. And we talked about this before. Didn't she have the opportunity? I think so. To buy her masters. I think so. I can't remember exactly. And so she knew like and there were this was part of big he bought Big Machine. Yeah, he bought right? her record company, Big Machine Records. She should have she had to have known that Big Machine was up for sale cuz yeah. so I think her she th- I think her father owned part of it. <laughs> so like it was you have this you have this big platform and she has, I will give her credit, she has supported some women's issues. Um, one of the notable things she did, I thought that was actually very poignant, was when she did, you know, file the lawsuit against the radio DJ for groping her. And and the settlement, I think she only asked for a dollar. A dollar. You know, and because she said the point wasn't to get a bunch of money, the point was to bring up that it happened. You have this platform, and we've seen, within the last decade, we've seen more advancements you know, with the Me Too movement and, and believing, you know, victims of, of assault and abuse and things like that. And, okay, so, yeah, they say she mentioned some of these things, but, like, 
all of that is overshadowed by the Scooter Braun rant. Yeah. It's all overshadowed by that. And it just, it was unnecessary. Like it didn't need something that unfortunately is common. You know, you're going to say that's toxic male white privilege or toxic male behavior, toxic male. That's not. I mean, I have a hard time buying it. <laughs> you just bought your, you're, you sound sour, man. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, she did like her and her team didn't know. Your father owned part of the record company. Yeah. And it was closing down or whatever or bankrupt or whatever. You you had to have known something. Yeah. You don't talk to your dad? <laughs> you know what would have been toxic male behavior? If he somehow made her do made, put her in a compromising position to get the masters. That's that's toxic. Not buying it fair and square. That's not toxic. That's just like He I, made he he look. I don't know much about Scooter Braun, <laughs> but in ju- in this with this alone, this mm-hmm. thing right here, this one thing, he made a crude business move, mm-hmm. similar to when Michael Jackson bought the Beatles catalog. Yeah. It was it look, but <clears throat> I mean Paul McCartney knew that it was up for sale and he was trying to buy it back. He didn't have the guns, man. He had the he didn't his have his it. mistake was he told Michael about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but. I, I, I just the plausible deniability angle. I I don't buy it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's. I think at this point, she's played the victim so much. Yeah. And I feel I, I feel bad saying that about a woman, um, because I think we can it can get dangerous when you start to use that sort of language about women. But I think in her instance. She has played the victim so much where she was not the victim. I think that Kanye thing hurt her bad, especially when it came out that Kim Kardashian dropped the fact that you were okay with it. Yeah. That made her look so bad. And I and I think that's more than likely why she is she's up on stage accepting this and she starts trying to tell us about how bad Scooter Braun is. You don't have the credibility that you used to have. You are no longer the the scared little country singer girl that you know got interrupted by the scary rapper that's not you anymore yeah because that was 10 years ago yeah because not only do we not only was it 10 years ago we now know that y'all had a relationship that you all had a friendship and he called you as professional courtesy and you were okay with it so now we know that like you are not what we quote unquote thought you were you are not the victim you are you're a power player that got outplayed. And now she's trying to do kind of what she did to Kanye and trying to smear him. And unfortunately, he hasn't really done a lot of bad things other than kind of being like a spaz. Scooter Braun hasn't really done a lot to people. Scooter Braun has never, as far as I know, hasn't had a lot of people come forward and be like, Scooter Braun was disrespectful. He was just a businessman that outbusinessed you and you got upset about it. <laughs> uh, that I... I yeah, she got out business. And you didn't like it. <laughs> you like didn't that. like it. And you want to go on there and talk about, you know, and that's why no one was in there going like, yeah, I'll you because they're all like, Scooter's not a bad guy. I mean, like the worst thing you could say is he gave us Justin Bieber. And there's a lot of people that like Justin Bieber. <laughs> so, I mean, like, sit down. Like just looking back on that, like, that's just ugh, not a good look, Taylor. Um, So, Ben. Your WTF moment of the year. Takashi 6 9 snitches on everyone. Everybody. Everybody. Everyone. 
to where it became a meme that like he was just if you had anything hidden, they said he took down Harvey Weinstein. Like he just took down everybody. Um, he lost a lot of cred. Like I don't I don't know what he's doing right now, but he lost a lot of cred. Well, just he was snitching. um because this happened after our last episode. He was sentenced oh, yeah. to two years total. He's already served thirteen months, mm-hmm. and he thought if he snitched on everybody he possibly could, yeah. he'd be able to go home. Uh, but he was basically given another year. Okay. Um, and then when he said when he gets out, he wants to make music. There's a $10 million deal waiting for him. Yikes. I can't remember which label it is, but there's a $10 million deal waiting for him when he gets out. He snitched on Jeffrey Epstein. He just... <laughs> <laughs> it was just, it no, was he, interesting. No, he's like, I know who killed Jeffrey Epstein. He didn't kill himself. It's just, you know, <laughs> probably something like that. Yeah, it, just, it was just, it was interesting to see because it was, it was literally one of those things where it's just like he broke the quote unquote code, um, especially in the hood. You ain't supposed to snitch. Snitches get stitches and wind up in ditches. Like you're not supposed to snitch. And like he is a rapper that just just like what do they call it? stool pigeon. He yeah. got up there and he sung <laughs> sung like a canary, as they would say in the mafia. He sung like a canary. He's a stool pigeon. If this was um, if this was 19. 20s era Chicago, he'd be dead. He'd be. <laughs> well, there wouldn't be as much security. Like, it'll be like the police leading him out of the courthouse. Well, he'd get off. And then someone would just like walk right up to it, right, right in the press, <laughs> the press scrum, just walk right up in there and shoot him, point blank. What was uh, John Mulaney? He was like, what was crime like back then? He's like, if you weren't there. With, with the police <laughs> arrived. 99% chance of getting away with it. Just. Yeah, in the in, in the twenties, thirties, Takashi would have been dead. Hell, back in the sixties and seventies, he 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 would have been dead. But you know, mafia ain't what it used to be. But um, yeah, it's just I'm I'm I would have been afraid to tell that much. Like I would have been like, <laughs> someone's gonna take me down. Um, he's gonna need that ten million dollars to pay for security. <laughs> uh, and a lot of people were suggesting witness protection. Yeah, he and looks he's too like, much nah. like he looked. He's so recognizable though. Well, and and I think an expert on tattoos said, even with like however many sessions it takes for a normal tattoo to be removed, yeah, it would take like quadruple that or something. Oh yeah, to get that six nine off his face. Every yeah, and it's a painful process. So he has made his bed, and he must lie in it. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, that will do it for our becauses. <laughs> um, we'll, uh, Any other thoughts? Yeah. Any uh, um, You know, we talked a little bit about the Grammys. I think they're going to be severely underwhelming this year. Mm-hmm. Um, what kind of speech do you think Taylor Swift will make if she wins Song of the Year? <laughs> If she was anything, <laughs> she goes back up there. She's gonna start. So she said, "And Scooter, they're gonna start playing her off. <laughs> just get off, get off the stage now. Get her. <laughs> just go cut the commercial. <laughs> or they, was it uh, at the Grammys where Drake got his mic was cut off? That's his, of I was speech? just thinking that. You know, just cut, cut his mic. Cut, off. His mic. cut the mic. Cut your mic. <laughs> oh man. Um, and then she'll be like, "This is toxic male privilege. <laughs> this is toxic male." Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I just imagine get Regina King to go up there and be Riley. Boo! <laughs> get off the stage. <laughs> oh God, Regina King is a national treasure. <laughs> All right, so we'll get to my earworm of the week before we get out of here. Um, I see what you did there. 
<laughs> uh, this is a, a group I just started listening to. Um, it's these two guys. They're from the UK, and uh, y'all know how I am about the music from the UK. They care just a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but these two guys, they uh, they're in their twenties at the oldest, but they they basically they're jazz artists, but they use some hip hop elements. Okay, they're really good at studying. I think the story is that they they just study the like, composition study jazz composition nice thoroughly and applied it to their hip hop sensibilities. Are they um, like another Steely Dan? Cause that sounds like Steely Dan. <laughs> uh, I guess in a, in a way, um, but they have a, uh, they've come out with a couple of albums. Um, a lot of stuff are instrumentals. They're, they're called blue lab, Ble- blue lab beats. And they have a song uh, that I like called uh stand up. Um, this is featuring uh, Richie Garrison, Kaidi Akinbe, and Miss Maurice. Um, I don't know what instruments everyone is playing, <laughs> but um, I like this. And they and they did a. Um, it it kind of reminds me of New Orleans. It, it kind of I think this is what New Orleans sounds like sometimes. Okay. So that's why uh, I enjoy it. And so we're going to play that right now. This is Stand Up by Blue Lab Beats, and we'll be right back. Is stand up by Blue Lab Beats. You know that reminds me of. You remember, you remember that? Um, it was I think it was our indie Instagrammer, the Brandon Broward um, experience. Yeah, sounds like that. I still listen to that track quite <laughs> often. Um, what you want, but 
Yeah, that I I really like this. Is most of their stuff like this? Yeah. I like this. Uh this is on their album, which just came out in October called Voyage. Uh but yeah. And it's just so crazy because they're from the UK. And I, I I hear it. I hear the the New Orleans um because at first when you said that, I was like, oh New Orleans bounce, but it's like New Orleans jazz yeah. influence. Like it's how how do they know? <laughs> how do they, and I'll tell you how they know. They listen to the records. Yes. They just care more about that type of music, man. They just that is so good. It's so good. They're kids, and they're just like, hey, <laughs> check this out. <laughs> All right, so uh, that will bring us to the end of this episode, and we're at, at an hour and 14 minutes. That might be one of the shortest episodes <laughs> we've ever done. Wow. Okay. So, um, Ben, can you tell the people where we can be found? I think I can. I'm going to give it a shot here. All right. Um, so as stated at the beginning of the podcast – don't go to the website right now. Just don't. It's 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 unnecessary. It's like two years old. Um, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash by the time you hear this. Um, you can find updates and stuff like that and and probably by tomorrow morning. Um, well, I don't know when you're gonna be listening to this, but by <laughs> whenever, we'll probably just be pointing our by the time you hear this dot com to the Facebook page. We'll probably just do that for now. But in any case, um, you know, check us out on Facebook. You can check us out on Instagram. You can also email us. Our email address is by the time you hear this at gmail.com. Um, our Facebook page, website, our, and on Instagram too, at by the time you hear this. The Facebook page, as well as the website, is spelled with the word U. The email address and the Instagram page are spelled with the letter U because we're urban. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And not trying to go to war. And <laughs> unimpeached. Oh, uh-huh. you are the third. <laughs> you were there. You could have quit. You could have Nixoned and uh, and quit before it happened. Um, you got to convince him to quit. Yeah, which is really funny because in Watchmen, um, and this is you know of course this is the the comic and the movie, not the show. Um, although they reference it, Nixon does not get does not um, resign. He actually, get, he gets he gets uh, he serves like a third five term. terms. Five like, terms. He's so like, it was like in the eighties, like he's still president. Yeah, you know, he goes forever. <laughs> Because he's able somehow to get things covered up, and Doctor Manhattan helps us win the Vietnam, and it's crazy. But yeah, he is he is president for a long time, <laughs> and I can't remember exactly why, but it's just funny. But um, yeah, he is um, he's he's impeached now. Yeah, ain't that funny, huh? Mm. Yeah, it happens, you know. Um, <laughs> I've been seeing the clip going around that uh, he's saying that. Obama's going to start a war with Iran to ensure he, oh, he gets reelected. Yeah. And guess what's happening? He did say that, yeah, in 2013. Yeah. So that'll be interesting. Hope it don't happen because I ain't trying to go to war. Knock on wood. Um, so, but yeah, those are the places you can find us. Um, so if you want to listen to us on a mobile device, as most people do, to avoid the busker on the train. I saw a busker walking down Veterans Memorial, like literally just walking down the street with the guitar. I was at a on, um, uh, over here in this area, mm-hmm. and there were um, people. There's this girl playing a guitar, and one of her friends just had like a PA and a microphone. They were singing like <laughs> Christmas carols on the corner. Interesting. <laughs> I really would like to hear from anyone, and I don't know how you remember this, but anyone who saw a famous person busking before they were famous. 
because um, Katie Tunstall, when she was on um, Live from Daryl's House, which is an amazing underrated show, by the way, um, they were at some house in the UK, like a uh, um, townhouse in the UK, probably hers. And she's talked about how she used to busk in London. And that's cool because somebody saw Katie Tunstall <laughs> singing probably in the subway in London before she got famous. So I'm just curious, like, you know, did anyone ever somehow catch John Mayer busking in Little Five? <laughs> if he even Someone did. Someone had to have seen Jewel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'd be curious to hear someone like, oh, yeah, I gave her $10 and. She said, thank you, and started yodeling. I don't know. Oh, I thought you were going to say, someone, I gave her $10. I meant to only give her one, but that was the first <laughs> bill I pulled out of my pocket. And I didn't want to go back on my word. <laughs> um, but, yeah, if you're trying to avoid that busker on the subway, which I don't even know if we have them on our, our trains here. They're not really subways, really. They're just you know, trains, but, you know, welcome to Atlanta. Um, check us out on, well, on the mobile apps. So we're on um, Podomatic. We are on Satchel Podcast Player which is really cool because you can listen to podcasts in your area. We are on uh, CastBox, TuneIn Radio, Auto Radio, Listen Notes, um, FM. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Listen Notes. FM, what is the? Play.fm. Play.fm, um, Overcast, and of course, The Fi. The Fi, yes. A.K.A. Spotify, A.K.A. the largest streaming service by user base, by subscription base in the world. We're on, we own that, you know? Yeah. Eat your heart on Apple Music. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're going to get on out of here. Uh, we're going to end the show with uh, some music from the most influential artist in black music. <laughs> hey, man, he keeps doing this number six collaborations. He's gonna be, they're going to give him a hood pass like they gave John Mayer, man. <laughs> He's going to be playing with the roots. <laughs> and uh, we're going to play a song, Beautiful People, with Khalid. Uh, and that's going to end our show. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And... Uh, hopefully it's not another month before we get to you, but <laughs> we'll try to get to you as soon as we can. We'll talk to you later. Peace. Peace. Lamborghinis and they rented hummus The party's on so they're heading downtown Everybody's looking for a come up And they wanna know what you're about Me in the middle